Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It is the 7th of April of 2021. This is England is Burning, and it is a Wednesday. And yes, we are having our Manchester City weekly feature today instead of Monday. Hey, we just thought we'd just throw some wrinkles in and make things really interesting. Uh, and uh, what, so we did it on a Wednesday as opposed to a Monday. But hey, everyone was asking me, where is the Manchester City weekly feature is supposed to be on Monday. I was like, sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. You gotta, gotta wait. You gotta wait. So we have Emma back from the Man City Women fan cast. Welcome back, Emma. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks, Keith. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, you know, I got a nice, I went to the children's clinic where, and I got my first jab yesterday okay. and I got a nice like superhero band-aid on <laughs> You know, what we got. <laughs> I know it was like I was we were shocked like you know my pediatrician's office called us and said yeah you can come get your vaccine here and I'm like whoa okay <laughs> you know so I'm like all right that's nice so yeah so and the nurse was like well you know when you come to a children's clinic to get your vaccine you get a nice cool uh, band-aid oh okay <laughs> we did not get any lollipops or anything like that. No candy. <laughs> they didn't give us candy. Um, so, uh, so happy for that. Um, so Emma, so it's been a very interesting week and it seems like it's kind of been a blur since then. And, and uh, it's been, seemed like forever since the champions league uh, set second leg. And we talked last week about, I mean, we realistically didn't think a miracle was going to happen and that Manchester city was going to pull off a miracle and knock off Barcelona and, and advance. But I think what, what you were hoping for was, you know, a, a, a bet, a better effort, a bigger effort, and maybe pull out a win at the Academy stadium, which is what happened. It was a two ended up being two one, uh, you know, unfortunately is a loss on aggregate four, four to two, but what were your, you know, in, in watching that, in watching that, that that display, what were your thoughts about that uh, that second leg against Barcelona? Yeah, I think we took a lot from obviously the away leg uh, and carried that into this game. We needed to. Um, I think when Becky got the first goal, I was a bit like, oh, it's on, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, Barcelona are a fantastic side and um, I think, I mentioned to you before, Ashwala was absolutely fantastic. You know, there are times where she was just able to slip in between our defence and she looked to be, you know, being played through on goal. And it was only sort of a matter of time before something came off for her. And, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and once the goal did come for Barcelona, it was almost too much of a mountain to climb for City. Um, but, you know, to I think, like I said to you last week, if City were going to do anything, I would have expected them to win at home. And mm -hmm. that's just what they did. And I can't ask any more of the performance or the effort that the team put out on Wednesday. And let's talk about that effort, because to me, uh, you know, City, you know, just came out really on fire to start the, you know, to really start the match off and really were, you know, maybe looking to try to get that miracle. But it, but more realistically, try to get that first goal, um, because that was going to be the most important thing was yeah. to start really strong, really early. And I didn't get the sense uh, from a mentality perspective that City was even counting themselves out. Uh, they were looking to just get the front foot immediately uh, and, and so forth. I think they had something to prove. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Of course we have something to prove. You know, <laughs> I think, you know, for us, 
it, it's a, it was a, a big disappointment to go away and, and lose in the way that we did. You know, it was one of our, you know, biggest defeats that we've had in many a season. So, you know, it, it was hugely disappointment, hugely disappointing. Sorry. So, yeah, th- there was an expectancy uh, that we could at least come out and, um, you know, show Barcelona that we can match them. Uh, and I think we did that, you know, um, Barcelona are, are relentless. You could tell in the in the game how similar we are in terms of, you know, that, that style of play that we, we touched on, upon last week. Um, and it, it made for a really good, exciting game. You know, if you're a neutral fan watching that game, you'd have probably been really entertained, I would have thought. So, um, you know, City have always spoke about, you know, wanting to play entertaining football. And I think that did reflect in the performance. Yeah, I I think that, you know, it was very exciting to start out with, um, you know, and, and it, it almost, as I was watching, I was like, oh, I really wish that the first leg wasn't as, as lopsided as it was. This would have been really exciting to, to come down the wire because both teams played as if this was the only game to play for. I mean, it wasn't like Barcelona came in there with the mentality of, oh, we got this thing won. I mean, they didn't have that mentality either. They came out there with an energy, with a focus, uh, tactically, as you said, were really relentless. They pl- they knew they were going to play their game, and there was no reason for them to change their tactic because it you know it worked to perfection the first legs. There was no reason to change, but they came out with also something to prove as well. Uh, that and maybe it was you know let's try to put this match this away quickly. Um, you know, not, you know, this is, wasn't the first leg wasn't a fluke. Um, but the styles of play for both were very energetic. They were fast paced. They were, um, all on the front foot. We're going to press high. We're going to, you know, we're going to just, you know, go as quickly up and down the pitch as it was. And there was just so much energy. It was very exciting to watch. Um, you know, and, and, uh, in, but I felt like it was inevitable that city were going to get that first goal at least i just felt it was inevitable like you know there is no doubt in my mind they were going to get that first goal uh coming in because they were so crisp um probably you know even though you know it was a second leg of it it was to me kind of one of their better performances at least in the first 45 minutes yeah absolutely i think it was vital that we came out and got the first goal if we if we were going to stand any any kind of chances of finding way back into the game uh, in terms of aggregate so yeah it was it was really important because if obviously barcelona had have come out first uh, and and got that goal away goal you know it's it's a massive massive deficit to to pull back so yeah, really impressed with the the application and you know the clinicalness that we've spoke about that we've needed to see. Um, you know that was there, um, and you know these are the things now that we need to carry forward in the last you know few games this season because you know we've got Villa next in the FA Cup, which you know should be a you know relatively straightforward for us. But then we've got Chelsea uh, in the WSL, and you know there were big positives to, to carry forward here. So, yeah, it, it's always disappointing to go out. Um, I'm still quite disappointed, to be honest, you know, with mm-hmm. the players that we've got in the squad. I kind of feel that we should have been uh, a little bit more dominant, especially in the first leg and and took our chances when they came along. I think, you know, you, you rule those chances and that's just what we've done. Um, you know, it's all about 
you know, ensuring now that we find that clinical edge and, and we're working on that moving forward. Like I said to you, I think I mentioned about putting some extra hours in on the training pitch. <laughs> I actually think they said in some pre-match comments that that's exactly what they did. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you like to see that as well. So I think now with the running of games that we've got, we really need to be ensuring that we're continuing to put that extra extra time in, that extra effort um you know we've we've lost a few players as well to injury mm-hmm. you know that have not become available too so that was a bit of a blow I think the biggest thing to obviously take from from that starting 11 was that obviously Lauren Hemp wasn't available which was you know quite a surprise I think she got picked up a bit of an ear infection so mm-hmm. that was a shame that she'd missed out given her contributions that she's made especially in the Champions League as well yeah I imagine that when the news was the news came out with the lineup for the, for the, for this match and not seeing Lauren Hemp, who had, who had basically saved the day and the match before by her messy esque and, you know, bring, we bring up yeah. Barcelona here, but her messy and messy esque uh, moving uh, to get that, get the, to set up the goal against Reading uh, and then to see her out with an ear infection. But the thing of it is the great, the great thing about city is that they are quite deep. And so, you know, though Lauren Hemp was not available, you know, Janine Becky was available. Uh, and guess who gets the goal to start the match yeah. off was her. But how concerned were City fans with Lauren Hemp not being available? I don't think it was a concern that she wasn't available. It was just more mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, she su- played such an instrumental part of right. the City season. Um, you know, a lot of the joy that we have has come through, like Chloe Kelly, Lauren Hemp on the wing. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking at games like this of this magnitude, you want your best, you know, starting eleven, your regular eleven that have been, you know, playing and and producing. Um, so yeah, the fact that she wasn't involved was not, uh, you know, disappointing. It was it was just it was more disappointing from her her point of view in terms of like you know wanting to see her because she kind of deserved it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yes um so going into so how did what was the feeling like with it being one nil to city at the at the half um was there was there feeling like you mentioned that that maybe you know like they got the early goal you know in the 20th minute that maybe well, well, it's on. There's a chance, but then you know, you know, there was just like it was almost like a boxing match for the next 25 minutes going into into the first half. It's just back and forth, little you know, little jabs, little punches on the offense, back and forth, and then get to halftime, and then it's one nil. What y'all? What was the? Was there? How were you feeling at that point? Were you feeling confident about about you know just looking at it more like let's win this game? What would what was it like at that point? Um. I was I was quite happy going into the break at one 0 up. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that you know I still believed believed that there was a chance that City could find a way, way back in, even if we could just got the two goals and have took it to extra time. You know who mm-hmm. knows what could have happened in that so in that sort of extra period of time. So yeah, you know <laughs> it's tough, but you know Ashwala came out and she got that early goal in the in the second half. So. You know, that was a, a big blow. But, you know, I think, like you said, you talked about the mentality. City never really let their heads drop. They didn't look as if they were down and out in the game. They they wanted to carry on. They wanted to get more out of the game. And, uh, you know, that did happen in the end. Uh, obviously, we were able to, to get a goal through Sam Mewis from the penalty spot, which was great. 
Yeah, and I, I, that's, I think that's, and I think that's what I really want to talk about in in relation to this match because at the end of the day, you know, City did bow out of the of the Champions League, but you mentioned there's something to be carried from this match forward. That that number one, the match was won, so it wasn't like another four, you know, three nils type of situation, uh, and so forth. It was we came back, we played at home, we won, we fought a really tough match. We, when we knew that we were out because once Oshala's goal goal goes in, then essentially the tie is over. But the mentality, as you said, and I think that's the, that's the hallmark of a great team and, and great coaching and great mentality is the mentality didn't change. I didn't see city change one bit from a physical mentality tactical standpoint from that fo- from that point on it was okay we're going to play for this match and yeah. that's i think something to be really really proud of right yeah and it, it, if anything i think they stepped it up you know what i mean that's um, true. yeah you know they stepped it up and I, I and i think that they deserve credit for that i kind of feel if this was a one-off game that we were talking about, then, you know, I think a lot more people would be singing City's praises and how how well they, you know, how well they did in this game. But obviously, uh, given that it was obviously played across the two legs and City, you know, the media had pretty much written us off, <laughs> to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the belief and, and, you know, what was coming through from the camp was that they believed, you know, Gareth Taylor believed that they could find a way in and he never stopped um, believing that we we couldn't do that, so it was incredible. I think Ellie Roebuck had a, a really strong game again. Um, you know, these are the games you know you want to kind of see your your goalkeeper step up, and you know Ellie Roebuck's been like that first team that uh, first pick uh, this season, pretty much for the majority of the season. So uh, incredibly um, pleased with how she's performed this season. Um, you know, she has some big moments in that game again, which, you know, credit to her. She, you know, kept City in it, allowing us to s- sort of go on and try and find something to find our way back into the game. So, yeah, really pleased with how we stepped up. I think Abidal Kemper again, I think I spoke about her last week, but, mm-hmm. you know, without obviously Steph Horton and that sort of partnership that they've had with Steph being out, she's really sort of steps up you know she's she's coming straight pretty much straight into the squad uh she's been a regular starter um she's adapted to whoever she's played alongside again like at the weekend you know um greenwood obviously pulled up last minute um and Mannion came in as a, a last sort of minute replacement played fantastic together so a credit to her as well i i i think i think overall a good team performance um mm-hmm. and i think you know that's you know, like I said, just talking about the positives, I think it's 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 a really important time to have this sort of sort of game, this intense sort of game, um, where we can draw on, you know, the things that we've done well and, and carry that forward because that's what we're gonna need to do. Yeah, and so that's the th- I think the second positive to take from this match, which is the fact that someone like Abby Dalkemper comes in and performs extremely well. 
you know, in, you know, replacing stuff out and uh, who would have been the regular starter, um, you know, had it not been for injury, but so, but Abby steps forward, she does extremely well. Um, you, you mentioned, um, you know, having to switch out, you know, green, uh, switch out Greenwood in the, actually in the next match, but um, there were, the emergence of you had Jenny, uh, Jenny and Becky comes in. She scores the first goal of the match in replacement for someone who isn't not available. Um, you have uh, the emergence of even the probably the additional competence and emergence of Ellie Roebuck in goal, you know, where she, where she really performed really well uh, as well. So in many ways, he had people stepping up into a situation, into uh, having an opportunity to step up and perform it very well. And they did. Uh, and I think that boosts everyone's confidence, you know, despite the negatives. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. You know, we've had to call upon players that have, you know, had to step up and come in. And, you know, that, again, just sort of reflects well on how, you know, Gareth is man- managing the side. And, you know, we've had sort of issues that we've had to contend with, be it fitness, mm-hmm. be it injury. And, you know, we've managed really well. Um, we've seen so so much rotation on that back line. Um, you know, we've right. not seen a regular back four, really, uh, all season. So um, everyone has got a part to play. And I think that's what makes this team so special is that, you know, some people would say, oh, you know, such and such, maybe not getting that much minutes, you know, Laval. Um, you know, Laura Coombs, who's been fantastic, you know, whenever she comes into the squad, you know, there are a couple of players that have been in and out of the squad, but, you know, when they come into the squad, they've um, shown their worth and, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, even, you know, Gareth Taylor mentioned in, in uh, one of his interviews uh, around the time of this match, you know, talked about Rose Lavelle, um, you know, having a difficult time to start with, with, you know, with injury adjusting to, to you know, life in the UK uh, and so forth. But then, you know, but then he also mentioned that her role would, uh, that, you know, she's got roles and opportunities to come this season that, you know, that we haven't seen almost suggesting you haven't seen the best of her and you haven't seen the last of her yet. Um, and so forth moving forward. But, um, what do you think of, I'm, I was curious to get your opinion of SMA Morgan in this, in this particular match. How did she do in your opinion? I love it. I love it so much. Um, so young, like yes. Um, that's why. I, that's why I bring her up because I yeah. mean to be thrown into this squad, being as, as young as she is, playing in such a very pivotal role in that back line. Um, I I find myself laughing at parts mm-hmm. just how like grown up she is. She was absolutely giving the line or stick. For not keeping up with the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the I don't usually question the referees, but I think in this in this game in particular, you know, for the sort of the 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 level, the elite level of you know this game, you know, it's a quarter final, the Champions League, and the the referees were just don't even know what they were doing half the time. Um, the Lino um, just didn't really keep up with the game. There were a few offsides and not putting a flag up as if she was looking for the ref for, you know, confirmation put, to put it up. And I, I think at this stage, at this, you know, elite level, we shouldn't really be, you know, questioning the the choices and the decisions that the Linos are making. If you see an offside, you put your flag up, that's it, simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think right, right. a bit of stick, which I'm all for, <laughs> in all honesty. Mm-hmm. But Esme's been fantastic. You know, she's she's been 
she's a, a real versatile player. You know, she's she's played, you know, um, right back. She's played centre back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's obviously uh, joined the Lionesses, which which is fantastic and just deserved, in my opinion, uh, and really great to see. She's, um, I think, she really benefited from the season loan she had at Everton, and she's coming back into the squad and. You know, sometimes you think a, a young player like Esme might struggle to sort of make an impact, you know, get minutes within such a strong side. But, you know, she's so competent. She's so mm-hmm. intelligent. Um, she's brave and she's confident. And, you know, for a young player, um, can't say anything more but just um, give her love and gratitude for the effort that she's put in this season. And, She's definitely one to watch for the future, for sure. Absolutely, yes. I mean, she's played, you know, played five Champions League matches this season. Played, you know, 342 minutes in, in five Champions League matches. She's played 10 matches in the WSL. When you compare her against other uh, other fullbacks in the league, she's in the 90th percentile in in pass completions, passes attempted. She's in the 78th percentile in terms of progressive passes moving forward. 73rd percentile in progressive carries total. She hasn't played all the WSL matches and she's in the high 70, 70 on up percentile in those types of categories and is in the 86th percentile of interceptions per 90 minutes in the league, you know, at 20. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, so that's, that's really strong. I mean, that's yeah. there's some strong, uh, strong numbers for her. And so I, she's someone to kind of easily pull for, you know, you know, um, you know, just being uh, this young and, I, and she's got to be doing, this has got to be a big confidence boost for her to get to play in the champions league, play with the, the, the players that she's playing with on the pitch, learning a lot, very fast. Um, you know, so it's um, kind of a lot really to look forward to um, moving forward for her, I would say. Yeah, and and the best thing about Esme is she's a true blue. She's Man City through and through. So, you know, she loves the club. Um, she knows she's got a, a good work rate, and you know she's willing to to do whatever's asked of her. And you know, players like that are a, a rarity. Um, and you know, it just makes someone like Esme pretty special. So that is a segue into this past weekend. Um, so there was a lot of confidence, a lot of team confidence coming out of this and moving on to this past weekend against uh, against Tottenham. What were your what were your impressions for the Tottenham match this weekend? Um, I was expecting a win. In all honesty, mm-hmm. Tottenham are a very hit and miss, hot and cold team at the moment. Um, I don't know what it is with Tottenham, in all honesty. I, I, I kind of always want them to do better, but they just sort of fail to kind of deliver. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a strange one, Tottenham. I think they need to obviously get to the summer and, and sort of identify the areas where they need to strengthen because they have got some weaknesses uh, they've not really got much in terms of attacking prowess, I suppose. Um, but, you know, they have got some really good players that can create those something of nothing moments. You know, we've seen this mm-hmm. season so far um, under a new sort of management with Rianne Skinner coming in. Um, 
yeah, it's hard one to really know what you're going to get, what kind of Tottenham are going to turn up on the day, I suppose. But um, like I said, I expected City to, to go out and get a relatively straightforward, competent win. And I think that's what they did. Yeah. And again, starting early was important. Uh, starting, you know, just getting right on the front foot, you know, you know, as City attempts, you know, tries to do in each match, try to get up, get ahead of the ahead of things. Uh, tactically, you know, very similar style, high press, um, high possession, quick movements. Uh, I know, excuse me, hold on. <laughs> hey, first time, you. First, bless you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden it just comes on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's springtime, everybody. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, high possession, um, high levels of possession, quick passing. I think one of the things that I'm, the, one of the theories that I had that I think played itself out with Barcelona and also kind of played itself out with Tottenham is – um, you know, because the thing that's been kind of a stick that's been used to beat, you know, City with, you know, is converting possession. I mean, converting those possession into opportunities and then converting opportunities into goals. And that's kind of what they, what really caught them in the first leg against Barcelona in Italy. It's it. Yeah. It kind of caught them a little bit in in the in the second uh, the second leg. And one of the theories I had was, you know, maybe you know trying to be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more possession, a little, maybe being a little bit more uh, horizontal rather than vertical, uh, you know, and saying, okay, instead of trying to go for, you know, um, you know, this shot from far away, which had a very low percentage, um, but maybe, you know, waiting for, you know, just pulling the ball out, waiting for a better opportunity uh, to create a better chance rather than trying to just push the chance and try to take, you know, try to convert it that way. And what I in now with the thing with Tottenham, however, the thing with Tottenham was defensively, you know, what they try to be is very resolute. Uh, they try to be pretty organized. However, what the problem ended up being with Tottenham, and that's where I became a, was a bit disappointed with them, was because it was very similar to their match against Arsenal too, where they got disorganized really fast, uh, really quickly got disorganized um, on the defensive side. The teams that have done well against Manchester City are teams that were, that were resolute, were, remained organized, didn't allow themselves to be bent out of shape by... Uh, by City's passing game and possession-based style. Um, but Tottenham got really disorganized quickly, and so it really opened up um, multiple opportunities fairly quickly. Um, the first goal ended up actually being credited as an own goal, um, you know, and, and so the ball kind of ping-ponged in there uh, and so forth. So I saw that it was an own goal, but it was really just a demonstration of like, okay, they're going to be on the front foot and uh, just some kind of some, I, I hate to, I don't like using the word sloppy, when it comes to defense, but that's kind of what, what happened in, in, in Manchester city took advantage of it. Yeah. I pretty much say it was the same for all of the goals. To be <laughs> honest. Um, which because I don't even think we had a, a, a particularly fantastic game in all honesty. Um, I, th- I think, you know, still a bit probably lackluster from obviously going out of the Champions League midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, just a professional kind of performance, really, I suppose, mm-hmm. from City. Um, I don't even think we had that many shots on target. I, I think it was only like 
four or three or something like that. It wasn't maybe many because he only scored three goals. It was, yeah, not not particularly that great in terms of you know shots on target. But I think we had the majority of obviously the well we we did have the majority of the possession. You know we had a lot of the ball. We were patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and when the opportunity came, you know we got our goals and we got what we needed. And I think after the second goal, we just sort of were able to just sort of sit back a little bit and, and sort of let Tottenham do all the work. And I think they got a little bit exhausted towards the end. Yeah, they did. But I think to, when you look at the shots that city took and look at how far and, you know, looked again, it kind of the old bug kind of came back. I mean, the first shot was, Georgia Stanway hit the woodwork from 36 feet. Uh, the next one, Janine Becky, you know, was off target. The next one, Abby, at the ninth minute, was off target. Ellen White off target on the right foot from six feet. Um, and then the, then the 38th minute, Jenny Becky gets the goal. Um, and that was from 13 feet. Uh, so a lot of block shots, but a lot of shots off target. Um, you know, so it wasn't particularly very season, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, that's why you know that's why I like to dig in and d- dig deep into. It. And I was like, well, yeah, they, they they did get the goals. Their xG was two point eight, um, and got you know and got the th- and got three goals out of it. Um, but when you look at the you know the shots that were taken, um, you know they were, you know, the, a lot of them were had been blocked, but a lot were off target. But on the defensive end, um, Tottenham didn't even get a didn't have any shots on target. Period. Uh, and the first shot they actually had was blocked in the eighty-first minute. Yeah, eighty-one minutes before they even got a shot off. Um, you know, so from a defensive side, it was pretty particularly solid. And you're right. You know, we're we're used to City having maybe sixty-five to seventy percent possession. They only had sixty. Um, you know, which still, you know, good portion of, uh, of the ball. They had, you know, 566 passes to 319. So Tottenham actually had more passes than, than City allows typically. Uh, but you're right. Only four shots on target. Wasn't particularly that clinical, as you, as you pointed out. Um, but, it, you know, it did get the job done. I mean, Tottenham was a bit disorganized, but... You know, in some ways, City kind of let him off the hook. Like this game could have been a five-six type of situation if City had been more clinical. I'm not saying that City had a bad match, but I'm not saying it was one of their best. Exactly the best, exactly. I think <laughs> that's just it. I think it was just a professional, routine City performance. Um, you know, we should be going to Tottenham. We should be getting three points, and that should be it. Job done. I think that was exactly what this game was. I don't necessarily think it was any of the best football we've played. Um, you know, sometimes you, you kind of want Tottenham to, to come back at you and mm-hmm. give a little bit more, but they didn't really. They didn't. So, you know, it was it was a bit of a dull watch, I'm afraid. You know what I mean? There's not much going on. So, um, I think, you know, one of the, the good things to take away from this game was it was fantastic to see for Mannion step in at uh, the last minute and uh, she had a really good game for me. I think some of the balls, her delivery, her execution was fantastic. Um, she wasn't phased. Um, and again, you know, 
a quick player that I would love to see more of, you know, uh, hopefully next season, um, which is going to be really difficult um, at the moment with the players that we've got. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So you're, so you're suggesting she's not going to be able to get an uh, opportunity in terms of the, just because of the overall depth of the squad well, that she may not. <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily saying that, I suppose, because, you know, what we've seen is this season is that, you know, every player has mm-hmm. had a part to play. We've spoke about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Aoife's coming back from, you know, a, a really serious ACL injury. You know, she's been out for quite some time. Uh, you know, always great to see a player return to the squad, especially after such a lengthy, lengthy time on the sidelines, if you like. So, um, I just think uh, Aoife at the moment, you know, we've not seen the best of her at all. You know, she she came into the City squad, she probably played three or four games and then she did her ACL in a Champions League game and that was it. You know, we've only just started to see her sort of break into that team, into the team um, in in most recent games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether she renews with City. Um, like I said, I'd love to see more of her. Do not think for one minute we've seen the best of her. We've not had that opportunity. Um, and when a player would put so much into her sort of rehabilitation, uh, coming back from such a serious injury as well, you kind of just feel that you want to see her hopefully get her opportunity and get her time to sort of shine. Uh, and I don't feel Aoife's had that opportunity just yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and I agree with that totally. Uh, and, and it is a very, very deep, deep squad and, and, uh, it may be one of those situations where she may end up need, you know, to get a better opportunity, may need to go elsewhere to do that. Uh, I know that, you know, one of the, I know that Jill Scott, for example, who'd been with the team for, you know, forever and ever and ever, you know, wanted more playing time and ended up in, in, at Everton on loan. But um, so, but this may be a different situation, but going in, going back to the, this match, I mean, she did have a pretty solid match, um, you yeah, know, overall. Fantastic. I mean, she really did. Um, so that was really, really good to see. And yeah, I was pretty happy to see her out there because, you know, she really hadn't had uh, the opportunities um, because of coming back from that injury. And it's a horrific injury to come back from. It's really bad, really rough injury to come back from. So it was good to, see, good to have her be back and have the opportunity, at least in this match. And maybe, you know, the season's not over. There, there's no, more it's matches not, ahead. You know, right. obviously Gemma Bonner's been out of the squad for a while now. So, you know, Megan Campbell's out of the squad, don't know when mm-hmm. she's coming back. You know, these are players that um have sort of, you know, we've not had that much of an update on because, you know, people just want to know about, you know, the the best sort of players that mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. the regular players, you know, those that are in the starting eleven week in, week out. Um, you know, these are players that have been out now. You know, I think Gemma's been out for, for a few months now. So, you know, Gemma's been a fantastic player for us. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see her back in the squad at some point, hopefully before the end of the season. But like I said, you know, <laughs> that back line, especially, you know, we've had seen so much rotation. And there's nothing to say that Eva Mannion hasn't got an important part to play, you know, for the future of Man City. She has. Um, and hopefully we'll, you know, commit to the club in the future for the future. Um, but yeah, it, it, in certain, certain terms of sort of, you know, regular playing time, 
guarantee sort of minutes. Obviously, those aren't necessarily happening at the moment. And, you know, players are being selected on their, you know, performance, which is rightly, you know, rightly so. But if, you know, we've seen it with, you know, Laura Coombs as well, you know, Jess Park, you know, when they've had, you know, really good games, you know, they've, you know, played in the next game. And, you know, so the manager does you know, take that into consideration, I suppose, when he's selecting his starting eleven. So hopefully, like I said, given that performance that she had against Tottenham, um, it's one for, obviously, Gareth to think about moving forward. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Other standout performances, and, you know, Caroline Weir had seven shot-creating actions leading the team, team in this particular match. Um, so solid there for her. In terms of the defensive side, um, Kira Walsh led the team in defensive pressures, successful defensive pressures in terms of tackling. Caroline Weir also led the team in tackles one with, with four. And Georgia Stanway led the team in combined tackles and interceptions. Um, so from a defensive side, obviously, when you hold a team to, I think Tottenham's XG was 0.2, um, only one shot given up. You know, they had 40% possession. I mean, you could do more with 40. You should be able to do more than, you know, one shot in the first shot in the 81st minute with 40% uh, possession. So um, there was some solid work on the defensive end. So that, I think that's one of the big things to take away as well is really the, the defensive work that, you know, I think a lot of people don't give Manchester City enough credit on the defensive side because they always see the fact, oh, well, they got 65% possession, <laughs> 70% possession, you know, and so forth. But there is a lot of, I mean, that back line, though, it's it's been chopped and changed for, re, you know, for obvious reasons and for, you know, injury concerns and, and, and so forth. But, you know, at the end of the day, those players step up. And, and the thing of it is, is like, you know, they're kind of, except for maybe, you know, Lucy, um, you know, it's player of the year, uh, you know, it's a little anonymous, that whole back line. Um, but, you know, when you're not giving up chances, um, you're not giving up shots until the 80th minute, um, you know, and so forth. And, and yeah, people would say, you know, critics will say out there, well, it was Tottenham. I mean, you know, but, you know, this was the same team that only gave up that one, gave up one goal uh, and so forth uh, against Barcelona in the second leg. Yeah. Hi. Okay, you want me to look at your Minecraft game? <laughs> oh, go and do it, Keith. <laughs> so this is spring break. <laughs> spring break here, so we we got some people out of school and stuff. Yeah, I will do that. Give me a minute, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> he loves Minecraft. I, I don't know anything about it. Everything I've learned about Minecraft, I've learned from him, y'all. All right. <laughs> We got to wrap this puppy up. All right. So let's wrap up Tottenham. Um, I think we've said all that can be said about that. So Manchester City has a has a trophy to defend now. The road for the FA Cup. That's a kind of a wraparound. Uh, it was kind of it was wrapped around the season starting, you know, 1920 and then wrapped around into the season where Manchester City won the FA Cup for 1920. Now the FA Cup run starts for 20 and 21. Uh, comes on first match is coming up after the international break against Aston Villa. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about defending the FA Cup and trying to keep it out of the hands of Chelsea, um, <laughs> who wants to win every cup now, and they're in the yeah. position to win 
uh, win multiple cups now. Uh, Manchester City seems to be the only team in the in (laughs) Manchester City's the only English team seems to be in the way of um, of of, grabbing all the cups. Um, So, what are your thoughts about the FA Cup coming up uh, in Aston Villa? Yeah, um, firstly, obviously, I'm, I'm pleased to see it return, given, obviously, the containment of it earlier in the season. Wasn't too sure how the games were going to be played, how they were going to go ahead, given the sort of um, the lower elite uh, level of status of the game, sort of obviously having to be suspended due to COVID. So mm-hmm. great to have it back. Um, obviously, some of those games have already been going ahead, so it's now sort of... After the international break, the WSL uh, are now sort of in the mix as well, which is good because uh, it's more games, <laughs> which I always like. Um, yeah, Villa, uh, I'll really face them twice this season. Obviously, uh, one of their biggest players for them at the moment, Iribuchi. I'm not too sure whether she'll be available given her sort of international sort of uh break um international with japan sort of thing not too sure whether she'll be available so yeah um she's probably been villa's biggest threat you know since coming into the team uh, and definitely one to watch she was she came in and came on in the second half i think when we played them at the academy stadium and just you know she's an incredible player everyone knows her you know she's world class so yeah, uh, that could be one to watch potentially. But I think for City, we should be able to progress um, in this tournament. You know, we want to do well in the FA Cup domestically. You know, we've obviously got Chelsea to play in the league. So, you know, we want to cause a bit of an upset to Chelsea's party because they keep, keep, keep thinking that they're going to go all the way, don't they? So, um, you know, we've got a you know, keep in contention and ensure that, you know, we're in the mix as well for that. And, you know, like you said, retaining the FA Cup is, is you know, a cup now that, you know, we've won a few times. And, yeah, I think it'd be great to to retain that. Yeah, I, I had asked, um, I'd asked folks, um, asked Rob with the CFCW social if, 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 um, if, if Chelsea wins the FA Cup, will that and they win the Champions League and they win the league, is that a, would that count as a quadruple? And you know, he didn't, he you know he didn't want to count all the chickens before they hatch, but oh, you know, good. and just and just assume <laughs> uh, and so forth. But the great thing about the FA Cup, though, it is that I, what I love about domestic cup competitions like the FA Cup and the and the Conti Cup and so forth, it does give opportunities to everyone else to you know compete for a trophy at the end of the season give something else to play for um and so forth and so that's the case with aston villa aston villa right now is sitting in last place in the wsl you know with a couple of games in hand hi i will come with you okay i will i will hold on buddy hold i know i'm not doing it but i will do it in a minute okay okay it'll do in a minute it'll be all right dude all right, we all right. All right. <laughs> and the moment I get down there, his entire mood will change. All right. So, um, and so they got something that, you know, certainly something they'll play for. Uh, and, you know, it, you know, it does, it will be, you know, a cha- certainly a challenge. Do you know if the game will be played at Aston Villa or will be played at, at the Academy Stadium? Do you know where the uh, where it will, will be played? I, I believe it's a, a way, I think. Okay. Um, haven't got that to hand at the moment just a second i will tell you 
All right. Oh, no, it's at home. Even better. Okay. Even better. <laughs> Even better. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those fixtures, you know, FA Cup. You know, magic, they always talk about the magic of the FA Cup, don't you? It's a mm-hmm. one-off game. You never know what's yep. going to happen. You know, right. we've seen a few cup upsets in the past. You know, personally, City, I don't want to be victim of a cup upset, but, you know, it has to be a little tiny bit in the back of your mind that it could potentially, hopefully, right. happen, right. not happen. Absolutely. But, you know, it's there. Um, you know, Villa are obviously in a relegation battle at the moment. Um, and for me, you know... Yeah. They've got you know some really difficult games coming up and and must win games if they if they want to ensure you know that they're keeping up in this league uh, and and competing at that elite level. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how sort of <laughs> the rest of the season goes for Villa. Well, I think Daddy Duty is calling. Uh, yeah, so. definitely calling. <laughs> Of course. So, uh, Daddy Duty is calling. He's not interested in Aston Villa. Um, so, but I, so, you, what's your prediction for Aston Villa coming up in a couple of weeks? What do you What do you think is going to happen? Uh, it is a think, It is a one off, but yeah, I think he should sim- simply be able to go out there and get the job done. A similar sort of sort of game that we probably saw against Tottenham. Uh, I'm going to say three, four nil, four nil. I'm going to go four nil. Or no. Yeah, I would agree with that. Probably three nil. I, I hope that the thing that really that really city needs to work on. It's okay, buddy. It's all right. You say hi. You say hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Wave. Hi. This is Emma. Emma's from the Man, Man City Women Fan Cast. She's she's in Manchester in the UK. That's far far away, right? Yes. <laughs> far far you know away. Where we are. Do you know where Manchester, England is? You know where it is? I don't know. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Keith will get you a map, map out in a bit. Well, you have a globe. You. <laughs> you have a globe. You have a globe. We can tell you where England is. I talk about Manchester all the time. Yes. <laughs> okay. I want you to come down and see what you want to put in my inventory. Your inventory on Minecraft? Okay. Yeah. Your Minecraft. Okay. How, how long have you been playing Minecraft today? I don't know. You don't know. You've been playing it all day. You've been taking advantage of parents working and just being on playing Minecraft all day long. That's sad. We're bad parents. All right. God forbid we work at home and let you play Minecraft all day long. Did you have you eaten today? Yes. You have eaten. Okay, good. That's good, That's good news. All right. So let's close this out. So I but really the thing that City really needs to work on is just clinical finishing. Yeah. You know, they just need to, you know, and, and and they need to use these opportunities, these matches to really wrap that up. But, I mean, I see definite hope ahead for that. So, Emma, thank you for coming. No worries. <laughs> and thank you, for having, thank you for, you know, thank you for having patience with Emilio. It's okay. Nice to meet you. End it. End it. End it. End it. End it. <laughs> no, he's going to end it for us. All right. Dude. Okay. Let me end it. Okay. So, thank you again, Emma. No Emma for uh, joining us uh, this week and we look forward to seeing you after the international break. We're going to take a break ourselves during the international break time and um, and we'll throw some fun little shows together to celebrate golden boots and who knows what else we're going to do. But we need to take a break ourselves uh, at England is Burning coming up this coming week. So enjoy the break. Emma? Yeah, you All too. Right.
All right, so that is going to be it for all of our weekly features for this week. Uh, we are in an international break period, so we're going to have some interesting special episodes uh, so, and some surprises coming up. So remember, everybody, that the light is out there. Please acknowledge the light. Let it hug you. Let it become part of your life, life like Emilio here. who, <laughs> And also, unfortunately, we do need to acknowledge that the darkness is out there. It is present. But do not let it hug you under any any circumstances. Hug your kids. Hug your family. Hug your dog. Hug everybody. Uh, and so forth. And then take care, take care of yourselves. And take care of each other. And England is burning. Is out. It's out. <laughs> We are out. And we are out for this week. Hold on, Emilio. Hold on, dude. I got to end this thing.